Welcome back, besties. This is Jesus Talk, and I'm your host, Athena. Um, I say this in literally every episode, but it's because I mean it. Today, you guys, we have a treat. It's going to be a really fun episode. I had really fun. I had like a really fun time um, creating it, so I hope you guys also really enjoy it as much as I did. Um, We're going to be talking about like storms, so I'm not sure if it's kind of like an underlying thing with, you know, like um, deserts and storms, but I don't know. That's just how I relate to the Bible and how like I, that's just like the way that I learn, so I was looking back on all the, on like the episodes and I realized, oh, I guess, I don't know, I guess it's kind of like my style is looking at it from the perspective of things that I can grasp, you know, almost like how when Jesus told, um, when Jesus was teaching people, he told them through stories and through like imagery and through examples. And that is very much how I learn. So I don't know. That's how I guess I also share and how I talk. So, yeah, I just kind of, like, notice that. So, yeah, I hope that's also how you guys um, experience things, because that is how I do it. Um, so, yeah, I hope you guys have had a blessed week. If you haven't done so, listen to the previous episode about Mary and Martha. That one, I really loved that episode. It was, it helped me, like, see things from a different point of view I just really loved it so and I hope you guys will too so if you haven't done so go listen to that one um first and foremost I'm going to pray and then I'm going to share the verse of the week and then I am going to just get on straight into it because this um the passage that I'm going to be talking about is oh my gosh it is like let me think it's been like what month is it? Is it March? No, oh my gosh, wait, it's April. So wait, January, February, March, April. Oh my gosh. Okay, so it's been like five months since um, the Lord had like placed this on my heart, like this specific passage. And I just was like having like all these epiphanies about it. And I was having all of these like thing. like I was just able to see it in a whole new light, which is beautiful. And it goes to show that the spirit is alive and I think it's beautiful when we reread a passage that we've read so many times and then you see it completely different and it was so exciting for me and okay I'm just gonna pray and then I'm gonna share and keep on going um dear lord thank you for this day I pray that we can all learn something you know because we're not perfect and we're gonna keep on um learning and growing and being molded lord so i pray that we will be compliant with that and that we will have a fun time and that this episode will reach only the people that you want it to reach nobody more nobody less um and i pray that everything i say will just completely be of you and not of me and not out of selfish motives but out of heavenly motives um so yeah i pray that this it goes smoothly and that there's no technical difficulties because those have been um quite frequent lately so i pray that the audio will be clear and that it will be just a blessed episode in your name amen okay so going back to what i was saying before um like i said we're gonna be talking about storms and the specific storm that i'm going to be talking about is when the disciples were on their way to Galilee. Um, 
so yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about. And it's been on my heart for, like I said, a long time now. And because I had originally just like, I was babysitting and I was just like sitting down and I was doing my Bible study and I was just going through all the different um, things. It was my little brother and he was sitting down um, watching like the Berenstein Bears or something. So I was doing my Bible time and I just um, reread the story um, but through all the different gospels and it it just it really changed my perspective because I had never seen it from this point of view so I'm going to share our verse of the week and then I'm, we're just going to hop right in so the verse of the week is John 13 7 it says Jesus replied you don't understand now what I am doing but someday you will and I love that verse because even if you read it within the con context you know he, it's Jesus washing his disciples feet and essentially, he's just telling them, like, hey, I know this doesn't make sense. Like, you're supposed to be looking up to me. I am your teacher, and you guys are my followers, my servants. This would be somebody else's job, and yet I am taking that upon myself to do it for you. So in that context, it's it's beautiful because he's coming, he's showing, like, hey, my whole reason why I came onto earth is was to be humbled you know like I came in a humble position then when I was born and I'm going to continue in a humble position of washing your feet and stuff until my death and even then that is so that I didn't have to but I'm going to and it's you don't understand now what I'm doing but someday you will because someday in heaven we're going to reach there and it's all going to make sense and it's gonna and as we grow and as we um, make it to that point, we're going to keep on growing and have that knowledge, and I'm sorry if I sound sick, (laughs) lol, it's because I am, so my sinuses are kind of like, woo, so, so yeah, sorry about that, but back to what I was saying, um, and even just in general, like, I, this is a verse that I really love to just hold on to for when those hard times come, and we're just like, Lord, what are you doing, and he's like, you don't understand now what I'm doing? you don't understand what I'm doing now, but someday you will, and I'm like, okay, Lord, because sometimes we just want to know everything, because I think even in our culture nowadays, in the Western American culture, if that is the culture that you're from, that's the culture that I am from, and it's kind of, um, like, TikToks, they're anywhere from one second to three minutes, and even then, you'll scroll past them if they're too long, or now you get to, um, skip to the end if you don't want to listen to all of it, we can't even sit still for that long. We can't, we want to know what's going on in a three-minute video so that we can keep on going, keep on scrolling to the next one. We want access to Uber Eats any time in the moment because we need to have control over things. And that's, like, even just in small things like that, but in big things also, we have to know what's going on 24-7 because our, our culture and our society, especially um, Gen Z, it's kind of like, you have to seize the opportunity and you have to take control of your life. So what happens when you don't know everything and don't know what's going on in your life? Then it's like, oh my gosh, you need to do this, this, and this. Oh my gosh, take back control. But no, as Christians, we need to relinquish that control because we weren't con- called to um, have a firm grip on our life. No, we were ha- called to be on our knees in an act of worship and just say, you know what, Lord, I know that you have given me life. So 
I'm not gonna keep it for myself, but I'm gonna hand it right back to you because if I have it myself, then oh my goodness, it's about to, it's gonna go up in flames. And if I give it to you, I know that you are going to um, essentially just bless it. And it may not look like the life I thought it would look like, but that's because it's gonna be better. There's this one quote that says, um, if if you knew, like, the only reason why God's plan looks different than your plan for your life is because he knows he sees it from like the above so if we knew the like if we knew the overall plan for our life our choice our number one pick would be his will i don't that's not exactly how the quote goes obviously but that's just like what it's talking about it's really great um so yeah today like i said we're talking about storms um and i'm gonna go through a couple different perspectives of it you know like scripture um so grab your bibles and follow along if not i'm gonna be reading it out loud so either way you could do that but i think it also really helps to see it in different translations so if you guys have a different translation because i'm gonna be going out of nlt the first scripture that we're going to be going through is matthew 8 23 through 27 it says Then Jesus got into the boat and started across the lake with his disciples. Suddenly, a fierce storm struck the lake, with waves breaking into the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him up, shouting, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. Jesus responded, Why are you afraid? You have so little faith. Then he got up and rebuked the wind and waves. And suddenly, there was a great calm. The disciples were amazed. Who is this man? They asked. Even the winds and waves obey him. The next scripture is Mark 4, uh, 35 through 41, it looks like. And it says, As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, Let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat, and his head was on a cushion. The disciples woke him up, shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence, be still. Suddenly, the wind stopped, and there was a great calm. Then he asked them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked. They asked each other. Even the wind and waves obey him. And the last scripture our passage of scripture that I want to bring up is Luke eight twenty two through, I think it's 25, yes. And it says, one day Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and started out. As they sailed across, Jesus settled down for a nap. But soon a fierce storm came down onto the lake. The boat was filled with water and they were in real danger. The disciples went and woke him up shouting, master, master, we're going to drown. Then Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and the raging waves. Suddenly the storm stopped and all was calm. Then he said to them, where is your faith? The disciples were terrified and amazed. Who is this man? They asked each other. When he gives a command, even the winds and waves obey him. Um, and the reason why I brought up those three separate passages of the same story, because they give a different account. It's three completely different men writing of what they went through and what they witnessed and people also always say um that the gospels oh 
the Bible is incorrect because it was made so long ago, but the Bible is practically the only book that there was so many authors, and yet from different timelines, different walks of life, different languages, completely different, and yet the story still aligns. They didn't have technology like we do now, and yet how is that? Because it's a spirit. So, yeah, so it's really cool also to see the different, um, I guess, personalities of the disciples as they're writing and the different accounts and what they chose to um, witness and to write down and what they chose not to. So, yeah, um, moving on, I want to now, I guess, dive deep into um, observing and um, looking at what we can take from and what we can learn from that passage because I think we all like to use the disciples as examples quote-unquote bad examples like Peter taking his eyes off Jesus when he was walking on water or Judas ratting Jesus out to um, the Romans for money or essentially also I guess good examples as the disciples leaving their life behind in order to follow the Messiah Jesus and their faithfulness um, and we like to point out that even though they were physically alongside Jesus the Messiah they were constantly lacking faith you know, Peter, he lost his focus and he took his gaze off of Jesus shortly after watching him supply food for 5,000 plus people. So I think we get so caught up in that and we, and pointing the finger of like, look what they did. I'm never going to do that. Oh, how could Peter have taken his eyes off Jesus? He's walking on water. Wouldn't he have been in awe? Wouldn't he have kept on continuing towards Jesus? And I saw this quote concerning that. It said, oh, People always um, talk about Peter taking his eyes off Jesus, but most of us wouldn't have even stepped out. And that, I think, is so true. Because how many of us actually do that in our day-to-day -day life? Because the disciples are us. We, too, constantly lack faith. Even in the past season of our life, just recently, we saw God. We saw God. And we're amazed and awe. And then, uh-oh, here comes another challenge. And we're we revert back to our own skills and our own selfish ways and we say no god can't do this i know he just did that for me but that doesn't matter because this is a whole nother set of problems and one one example that when the disciples um lacked faith was on the boat ride to galilee and i don't want you guys to look at this episode of oh this is what the disciples did wrong this is um their lack of faith this is how dare they have done that that would never be me because it is us and we do it a lot um I, speaking in personal experience i do it a lot um because we're not perfect and we're constantly growing so there's a difference between there's a difference between um dissecting and learning because you could completely dissect something and not even know what it is or you could have guidance and you can understand and you can take away certain things and grow from it. And that's what I want to do with this story. So we're not picking them apart. We are learning because the Bible is filled with examples. And we talked about in the last episode how you're going to be an example no matter what in your lifetime. And the disciples and the people of the Bible, they were examples the Bible's a book of examples, good examples and bad examples. And it's the same with us. You're going to be an example no matter what, so you might as well be a good example. Um, 
so yeah, Jesus, starting from the beginning, Jesus was on the boat with them. He was in, or he is the son of the creator of the universe. The Messiah was with them, right alongside them. Did he ever leave them? No. He never left them. He rested alongside them. He fell asleep. He napped. <laughs> you know, I, w I would love to see that, just like the Messiah, just, you know, with a cushion under his head, just chilling, sleeping. And then a fierce storm just violently interrupted their travel. And in Luke, it even goes as far as to say that their vessel was capsizing. The very thing they unknowingly place their trust in was capsizing and failing them and I just kind of want to pause and think about it how many times do we do that how many times do I do that how many times do I do that how many times do you do that how many times do we how many times am I going to say that? how many times um do we put our faith in things that we ourselves accomplish because think about it I'm sure the disciples they acquired that boat somehow, whether they asked somebody to use it, whether they um, like bought it or rented it. I don't know exactly how they got that boat, or maybe it was one of theirs that they had before. Who knows? They acquired that boat somehow, whether they asked or they bought it. So I think sometimes we ourselves, we acquire these things in life, and we're like, oh, this is going to take me to point A to point B, because they were on their way to Galilee. So... Jesus, he just did this big miracle, and he just fed us, and he did all these miraculous things in my life, and there's just kind of this gray area right here, and I just got to go past that, and then look, I just got to pass the sea, and then there's Galilee, um, and then he'll probably do some more stuff there, but in order to get from point A to point B, I need to fill in the blank, and I think we kind of do that so often with, okay, look what I have to offer God, look what I have then I'm going to do what I get to do. And then I'll let him do his thing. How many times do we do that? You know, put our faith in something that is just a tool. It isn't the creator. It isn't God. It's, we idolize those things. And the disciples, they began to panic amidst the storm. And doubting their security, they began to doubt the fact that God was going to keep them safe, or even have the power to save them and to get them from point A to point B. Jesus, he woke up and he spoke out to the storm to calm it, and it went still. Like, he just spoke to it, and it, it went still. Like, I mean, I live in Southern California, so I guess I we get like earthquakes every now and then, but we don't get like tornadoes or crazy intense tsunamis. Like we get rain every now and then and but it's mainly just sunny skies and, you know, some fog in the morning maybe, who knows. I guess sometimes it's really hard for me to understand like a physical storm, but I was just watching this documentary about storms too and it was like it's so unpredictable and it's it's crazy because there's nothing you can do. There really is nothing that you can do. And they're so powerful and they're so, they're so unknown. And yet Jesus, he just, he woke up from his nap and he told it to be still and it was still. Like he has that kind of power. He's that big of a God. And after he calmed the storm, he just, he pointed out their lack of faith. He's like, dude, are you guys still questioning my power, my ability? Did you not just see what I did? 
And as humans, we need examples. We need kind of like evidence. And yet they had all that evidence. And what are they doing? They're still doubting because we we do that too. When God really like he turned my gaze upon like the story and he he kind of just revealed certain aspects of it. This was the main aspect. So pay attention because I think that the reason why the disciples were so caught off guard and distraught and lacking faith was because they believed that since they were traveling alongside Jesus, they wouldn't be put through a storm. So therefore, if a storm came, it wasn't of God and he doesn't have the power to fight something that's not of him. And when that like, when that clicked in my mind, I was like, wow, they were caught off guard because they believed that since they were traveling alongside Jesus, they wouldn't be put through a storm. And sometimes we think that storms aren't from God. But shout out to Nikki. Nikki, if this reaches you, thank you for, um, I guess, knocking some sense into me and showing me James 1 that one morning when you showed it to me because love that chapter. Um, but James 1, it essentially talks about how Suffering and hardships helps us grow, and that it's a blessing. And obviously, he doesn't want us to suffer. God doesn't want us to hurt. But we live in a fallen world where sin is a big problem. It's a big problem, if you haven't noticed. So yes, he allows us to experience hardship because he loves us. And think about it, a good parent, a good father, a good mother doesn't shield their child from hardship and from pain and from suffering no they let them experience those things and they let them experience the world and things like that because that's the only way that you grow that's how you mature it's almost like um your hands if you never do a day of work in your life and all you do is just um nothing and you just rest your hands 24 7 then when it's then when you are forced to do hard work, your hands are going to be cut open and they're going to be bruised. But if you've slowly implemented, you know, and incorporated hard work, then you're going to, your hands are going to be used to it and they're going to start to get calluses. You know, I play bass. So when I first started, you guys, my fingers, and there's, I have like still small calluses, but they're calluses. And because anybody who plays guitar, you get calluses on your fingers. They know that. Because you're, they build up, I guess, this strength against it. Because with bass, the strings are very thick. So sometimes it hurts very bad when you play. Especially for long increments of time, they start to get really red. And they start to hurt. And especially with like um, acoustic guitar and electric, the strings are so small too. So they cut into your fingers. So without those calluses, it's going to hurt even more. So yes, at first it hurts. But you grow and you you mature and then it doesn't hurt anymore. So then when you continue playing and you continue going through hardships and you continue um, on, you mature and you know how to go through those seasons. A father wants his children to mature and grow. A good father. And guess what? God, he's a very, very good, good father. I want to bring up uh, this verse, Lamentations 3, 32 through 33. And it says, though he brings grief, he also shows compassion because of the greatest of his unfailing love, because of the greatness of his unfailing love. 
for he does not enjoy hurting people or causing them sorrow. And I think also sometimes we get that mindset when we go through hard seasons or even people who reject Christ, they have the um, excuse of, oh, well, God, he he only brings pain and sorrow and how could he um, hurt good people and all these things that he doesn't, a, a parent doesn't see, a parent doesn't enjoy their child um, going through hard things, but it's necessary. It truly is, and especially in the world that we live in. Like I said, we live in a fallen world, so either it's to help us grow or it's because of the world we live in, the hardships that we go through. It's because of those two different things. And I was just listening to The Last Supper on the Moon by Levi Lesko, and he was just talking about suffering and how um, we suffer because um, of a couple different reasons. You know, it's because of the world we live in or it's because... It's a part of God's plan, and he wants us to grow and share our story with other people. Um, the disciples put their faith in a vessel, a boat, to carry them through the storm, like I said. But listen very carefully. It wasn't the vessel that carried them through the storm. It was what was in the vessel that carried them safely. Jesus. What are you putting your faith in among the storm? The vessel or the Messiah? Because only one's going to save you. And I promise you that it's a big difference. It is a very big difference. Because in this life, we're called to be a vessel of his word. So essentially, we're called to be a boat. And if a boat were to just say there's a storm on a lake and you were to put the boat in there, it's going to get destroyed. It needs guidance. It needs somebody inside. And we're called to carry the message to help guide us because as a boat ourselves, mm, we're not going to make it we don't know which way to go and if we just go randomly we're going to end up um, hitting the shallows and hitting some rocks and just being destroyed so are you going to trust yourself the boat the vessel or are you going to trust the messiah who knows what he's doing because the lord he told the storm which was at the time their biggest problem and main focus to be still he didn't have to fight it or do some religious ritual. He just used his power to order and to speak to it. He's that powerful. Like imagine how much confusion and anxiety, essentially just feeling in trouble and out of control, they would have been spared if they had only been still. Alongside Jesus, they literally could have, have been resting. They could have been napping. They could have been still. In Exodus 14, 14, says the Lord will fight your battles. You need only to be still. They could have had a cushion under their head. They could have been still while God was fighting their battles for them. But they thought that just because they couldn't see him fighting their battles and that maybe the battle wasn't from him or that they wouldn't go through a battle, a storm with him, that he wasn't. He wasn't fighting for them. And I think that this now than ever is the most perfect time to bring up a definition. And the definition and the word that I want to bring up is meek. And meek, it essentially means to be submissive, compliant, humble, patient, or docile. And it's a word used to describe a mother. And a mother can be either a nurturer or like a mama bear. Like you mess, you mess with the babies and uh-uh, you're done. You're done. Um, and I think kind of just going to bring up this, um, a lot of people, especially in 
Gen Z and in my generation and in our society, they like to say, oh, well, female boss, you know, girl boss, we can do it all. And yes, God has created us um, to do amazing things. But in the Bible, as Christian women and as Christian um, girls, we are called to be meek. There's a time and place for everything. Because think about it. Ruth, Esther, Deborah, JL, like they were all meek women and the essentially meek is saying yes they have power and yes they are powerful and yes they're strong and they're capable but they know when to use that strength and to go to war because Deborah she wasn't saying let's go fight him no she waited upon the Lord to tell her you know what now's the time and JL I'm sure she wasn't going and sticking pegs through a bunch of wicked men's heads every day no she did that when the timing was right and that made her power and her beauty even more magnified. And Ruth and Esther, there was a time and place for everything. And I think knowing that, that is where true wisdom comes from. And I always love that wisdom in the Bible is referred to as a tree and is referred to as like a she. Because what's more beautiful and what's more empowering than wisdom? Sometimes I see these very beautiful women and then they kind of open their mouth and they say stuff and I'm like, oh, that wasn't very pretty. That was, yeah. And you hang out with people and you see them for who they truly are and you're kind of like, oh, you're not as beautiful as when I first met you. And then there's other women that you're like, they're beautiful. And then they just, they have this glow to them. They have this meekness. They know when to say certain things they know when to implement certain things in their life and when to act out and they know because they're being guided by God and by wisdom and it's it's beautiful and so I always love that meekness is like there's a time and place for everything you know and I think God he's a very meek God because He doesn't going around every day striking people dead like, you're done, you're done, you're done, Uh -uh. uh-uh, you thought you were getting right, no, you're done. He doesn't do that. At any second, he could just be done with all of us and create a whole new um, other beings that just mindlessly worship him. But no, he loves us. He truly does. He loves his creation. And yeah, he has that power, but he doesn't need to use it every single day. And even like um, in the desert and in the wilderness when uh, Jesus was being tempted by Satan, he said, "Mm, just jump, jump off. The angels will catch you. Jesus is like, uh, no, no, they will catch me, but I don't need to prove that to you. And he's just, it's constantly showing examples of like, yeah, but I don't need to. I'm trusting in the Lord. All my satisfaction and my, um, nutrition and all of that it comes from the lord so i don't need to do those things and it's it's just it's so beautiful because even in in a time like this in our world it's it's so it's sickening it really is and it, it's just so wicked and it's it's so sad to know that those are people's realities the world to know that that they're so blinded and that their quote-unquote truth isn't a truth it's a 
It's a belief, and it's an opinion, but it's not a truth, because there's only one truth. And that's another thing. People always go around saying, oh, well, this is my truth. I'll believe my truth, and you believe your truth. And Lee Strobel, he talked about in his book, I think, The Case for Faith, um, he brought up the fact that people, they can't have different truths, because what is a truth? Two plus two is always going to be four. You can't walk around saying, well, you might believe that two plus two is four, but my answer, my truth, is it's going to be seven. Because that's what I feel like. No, that's a belief. You can believe that all you want, but it's not going to be true. It's not going to be a fact. So, yeah, I just kind of wanted to bring that in because it's really sad that people believe those things and that they don't know the actual truth. Um, and I just kind of want to end this, you know, this kind of the ending note with how can you have a battle without a foe, a hardship, loss, a storm? You can't. In all battles, we're called to be still, just like Jesus. He was still in a deep sleep and in a rest, even in the storm. It doesn't matter what type of storm. It's just a storm. Be still. You're going to save yourself a lot of anxiety and confusion and all of those icky feelings, you know, that sometimes come along with wanting control. So just relinquish that and be still. Because over and over and over in the Bible, it talks about be still because he's going to fight for us. He is our hiding place. He is where we go when we cannot do it no more. So every day, just wake up and say, Lord, you know, I can't do it. Let this just guide me. You know, because even lately, I've just been realizing, like, I was at this place where I was, like, so, like, frantic. And I was like, Lord, oh, my gosh, what am I supposed to do? What do you want me to do? How am I going to fix this problem? Oh, my gosh, this is disgusting. What do you want me to do? Because I know the truth, but they don't. And how can I help them? And how can I do this? And, Lord, I just don't know what to do. How? how are you going to equip me to do this? And God was just like, he led me to, um, some verses, even like, even like last night, he was just telling me, and he was just like, things, they're in my control, and you have to trust in that, and I was like, okay, Lord, I'm going to trust in that, even like, it was like last week, and I was just like, so burdened by all the things of this world, and I was kind of like, taking it onto myself, to try and fix all the problems like okay what am I going to do to fix all these things but the Lord's like we already know it's going this world is going to get worse and worse and worse and worse so what can I do it's not to try and gain control and to try and fix things but it's to love and it is to be a vessel an obedient vessel not going wherever I want and trying to regain that control that I once gave over but it's just it's being still and compliant and meek especially meek so yes I hope you guys enjoyed this episode please share it with your friends and family and leave a review on um, Apple Podcasts and Spotify or whatever listening platform you are streaming from and yes uh, answer the Q&A or poll down below and yeah, just share it with your friends. And I hope you guys have a blessed week. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this 
the latest episode of Jesus Talk. Bye, besties.